Hey everybody and welcome to an insane wild ride with Steve-O. We've got Aaron Carter and I gotta say, he's out of his mind. This is every bit as wild as all of the other interviews you've seen him do and maybe even crazier. Plus, we get unbelievable scoops. Like, I think this one's gonna have a lot of news articles. But, I tell you this from the road on my bucket list tour, sitting in front of what I believe is a $1.7 million tour bus, we are living in absolute luxury right now. But, I gotta say, I'm going without some things that I do not like to go without. Namely, I don't have any liquid death in the fridge. And that is a problem because I love liquid death. What is it? It's sparkling and still water from the Alps that comes in infinitely recyclable 16-ounce tall boy cans which are made to look like beers. This company has the best sense of humor out of any company ever. You gotta follow them on Instagram just to see the crazy things they post and they donate 10% of their profits to ridding the world of plastic man they're out here to save the world and they're out here to make you a healthier person and they're just awesome dude I love liquid death and it bothers me I don't have one in my hand right now but you can have them in your hand if you go to liquiddeath.com slash stevo you know what that's gonna get you free shipping on any order of uh, water or merch. And do you know how crazy it is that they're doing that? Water's heavy, man. And they're giving you the shipping for free just to get this cool water to your house. So go to liquiddeath.com slash Devo. Get that free shipping on all orders of merch and water. And enjoy just supporting good people from a good company. Now, let's get into it. <laughs> All right, man. Um, can, can I get a, a liquid death over here? Certainly. <clears throat> what is that? Water, right? Yeah, it's just water, man. Can I have one? Yeah. yeah. Sparkling or non-sparkling? Uh, sparkling, actually, please. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I like sparkling water. Sparkle too sparkle. Those down. Are you a sparkly guy? Yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Carter. Yeah, dude. What's up, man? You are a wild man on a wild ride. <laughs> uh, you know that 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 seems pretty accurate. Um, dude. So the last time I saw you would have been when you were on Dancing with the Stars. Is that right? Yeah, and then we did uh we did like a little cameo thing with um the giant with the. Uh, WWF or something like that. Oh, okay. Like, I, 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 we were we were both there, and I think that's when you actually got like truly injured. Oh wow! That oh, you were there that night. Yeah, I I, I got slammed by the giant. Oh shit! Wow, I, I, I didn't know you were on that show. Andre yeah. the Giant. No, yeah. and Andre. we we saw each other like briefly backstage, but it was like. It was like what? two seconds. Were you talking about Umaga when he fucked I mean, you yeah, up? Yeah, I got fucked up. I got when Umaga and then the giant did it to me. Oh really? Yeah. So how was that for you? He just that was 2006 when I was in the ring. Yeah, WWE. yeah, yeah, same, yeah, same time. It it was painful. Like <laughs> you think it's like not real, yeah. but I mean, you got yeah. a three four hundred pound guy. Regardless if they're like pretending, it's still <laughs> so fun. Yeah, it damn, hurts. It still hurts, man. And what? That's 06. I mean, how yeah, old 06, are you then? Like six. Stars was way after that. I was on Dancing with the Stars in 2009. How was that for you, dude? I. I don't want to talk bad about it because the, no, they mean, were they no, were wonderful people. Yeah, no, but my experience was 
terrible. <laughs> my my experience was pretty terrible too, because I didn't realize how much work actually you had to put in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like and, all the dancing and practicing. Yeah, they, they like for me when I did it though. I don't know about you, but for me when I did it, they already the the dances were already a minute and a half, and they shortened the time. For dances as, as the seasons progress, I think I, I feel like I only had a minute to do a minute. And then on Mondays we would then we would have to do two minute dances or and two of them. It wasn't Shit. that, and, I, and then I t- and then I took I I stole Karina Smirnoff, my partner, from the other guy on the show, Maxim Smirkovsky. Oh, uh, you you hooked up with her? Yeah, yeah, we we I basically stole her like from him, and then they broke off their engagement, and wow. then and then. Karina and I just didn't click and then half like we were about to win and then she got mad at me because I basically didn't want to be didn't want to be like with her with her and was like stomping my feet on purpose during a lot of performances wow. with, the, with those heels and I was just, <laughs> <laughs> epic man like she was just and she would like knee me in the balls real quick like you know like because yeah, yeah, she just didn't want to be on it anymore with me and she was mad and <laughs> Oh. And she's Russian, <laughs> and then I ended up dating a Russian, Russian. later. And she's oh my god, I, like Russian I mean, women, they're so beautiful. But man, holy, they will they will slice your throat open. Have you ever uh, revealed that, or is that an exclusive for the no, world? No, that's that, that that I got a lot of ex- only exclusives just Dude, for you guys. Yeah, I love yeah it. you you guys yeah. you reached out to us to be on the podcast. And Dude, had, I, I was super I was surprised. Stoked. I was I was I was super stoked. I was also super surprised because I, I wonder if you know this, but. I got into tattooing, right? I became a tattoo artist like uh, a couple years back. Yeah, I, I heard about it. Yeah. I'm and, a very big fan of you. Oh, uh, Dave, well, <laughs> thank you, Since the very beginning, though, because yeah. I'm 33, you know, and I've been I've been doing this for 26 years. So I appreciate that so much. I've been you so from much. the very beginning. I know mm. about clown um, school, everything, but go ahead. <laughs> so I, I get into tattooing a couple years ago, yeah. and it was right around the time when you got this crazy face tattoo. Yeah, yeah, that was and uh, and I saw that you were following me on Twitter, so I hit you up. I was like, Yo, you did? "Yeah, I hit oh, you up." I... On, I hit you up on Twitter. Said um, I missed it. I said, uh, "Yo, yo, dude, I'm really good at tattooing." I, I even included in uh, the DM like my portfolio of to show like that that I was actually doing good tattoos. Yeah, I wasn't like trying to tattoo your face or anything, but I was like, "Yo, let, let, let's I promise let's... you, if you had your tattoo gear here, I would let you do a tattoo on my face." Um, we might we'll come we, back. Yeah, yeah, we might want to come well, back. No, for no, that. for real. Well, but but yeah. the thing was that when I sent the DMs, then all of a sudden I was unfollowed by your Twitter account. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, I, I thought that I had uh, offended you or somehow. Like, I, <laughs> no, I, was, I don't. I was, and, and then you oh, know, that's, he, that's 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 kind of strange. Here's what a sensitive little petty. B- bitch I am I'm like oh he unfollowed me I unfollowed him <laughs> so I thought we weren't bros anymore <laughs> yeah, I guess, but you're like you know what fuck Aaron and, Carter you know, stupid and, ass Twitter and, and then and then you reach out to, to be on the podcast I'm like fucking right on dude I would love to give you a tattoo I don't know if I feel comfortable tattooing your face but then again my philosophy about tattooing is that uh, I only want to 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 work on people who are already pretty fucking tatted up yeah. so that the, the stakes are low. Yeah, well, you know... And your face you, qualifies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure that. I got my fiancé's name here. I got the three moons, crescent moons that represent, you know, the three kids that I want to have. The mm-hmm. love, this stands for lion. 
um, in Finnish language because I'm Scandinavian, fin- Finnish, Finnish, huh? like the, you know. Well, you said like love, and that's the name of your... That's the name of the brand, but see, uh, the way it's spelled is actually means lion. So I, that's why I have the lion here, and... What do you mean the way it's spelled the, means oh, lion? The, uh, so that okay. actually, and I didn't, I, I, I did, a, I, and did an album called Love, like this, I got the neck tattoo, um, and it was about a girl that I was dating that was my backup dancer that basically screwed me over, and she did my video in 14 weeks pregnant, she was 14 weeks pregnant, and then she didn't want to have the baby. So, and then I wrote this album to her as like, you know, all these songs, like, you know, just kind of sending messages through music. I didn't think it would go anywhere, really. And then I released a song called Fool's Gold and whatever. But but back back to, you know, the whole the whole love brand. It's here, here, there. You know, it's on my uh, my clothing line. Um, it's it's just it's just, you know, in this industry, you you really have to be a lion. And, and I, I have a lot of trolls, especially since which is really odd since I've become I'm, I'm four years sober now. Um, California sober, Cali sober, yeah. So only marijuana. That's it. Uh, so, and uh, so I'm I'm Cali sober, and you know, got away from the huffing duster and uh, doing that, and that and it really ruined my body. You know, I had to in the neurons and things in my brain, and I learned so much about it. And I take have to take gabapentin three times a day. You know, what's gabapentin? Gabapentin, it's a it's a neurontin that helps you with you know your receptors in your brain from the damage that you do. From what happens if you don't take it? You have trouble like connecting words and. Not necessarily, um, but what I did makes me a high risk seizure because mm. I was doing uh huffing for like 10 years you know and you, hiding it from the world and, and, and uh, too, yeah right? i mean I, I did nitrous but you did a uh, computer duster computer duster and that dude that's just like that's just like 10 you never it's, did like, that, it's, like, it's almost like i, I, I don't know about that. nitrous but i've done it maybe once or something but like i don't know i don't have you have you ever tried that i before? didn't i, I was already dude, sober before it, i found out about the computer good, duster good good what what what's good. the high feel like on that Believe it or not, I have no idea what the high from huffing computer duster is. But boy, can I tell you about the high of stepping onto a $1.7 million tour bus with two bathrooms, six bunk beds, a crate. I mean, dude, it's nuts. The luxury inside this thing is out of control, but I can't stand it because neither of the bathrooms is equipped with the Tushy Ace. And what is the Tushy Ace? Oh my lord. It is the most luxurious bidet that your butthole has ever heard of. This thing comes with a remote control that mounts onto your bathroom wall right next to your pooper and you get on it, you push a button and it warms up your butt to the temperature you desire. When you get done taking your dump, you push another button and it starts blasting this refreshing stream of water onto your butthole. It's like power power washing, power cleaning your butthole nice and clean. And then when you get done doing that, then you push another button and it starts. It's just it blow dries at your butthole dry. 
And then if you want to just take a piece of toilet paper to just wipe and see how clean your butthole really is, go ahead and do it. But it's not even necessary, which is the best thing about this product because it's like environmentally friendly, man. I only just learned about how toilet paper is really a leading cause of the world's demise. And that's why Hello Tushy is the brand to support and your butthole's gonna love it. You cannot get more luxurious than the Tushy Ace. I'm telling you. And you can get 10% off of it if you go to hellotushy.com slash Stevo. Hurry up while the holidays are popping because if you want to get someone the most luxurious gift ever, it is the Tushy Ace. And again, you can get 10% off if you go to hellotushy.com slash Stevo. I have always said Tushy's my favorite sponsor of this podcast and I always mean it. So one more time, go to hellotushy.com slash Stevo and treat your butthole and the buttholes of the people you love to the Tushy Ace. Now let's talk about Huffing Computer Duster. It's like 15, 20 seconds and you go right back to normal. But you're like, but it's the craziest euphoric, like, high in the world, and it just—it's like you don't really like. Is it like wah 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 wah? Yeah, 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 and and it's it's just it's really bad, and it ruined my insides and all this stuff, and then you know so. You know, I was I dealt with a lot of uh, death. My sister, you know, she she had just died. My full blood sister from a drug overdose, and then my dad died a few years later and you know went through some trauma I released the album and the, the, the year I released the album was the year that I went to Alla House Rehab Center mm. and that and I had already been to Betty Ford uh, twice and this is 2018 when you released uh, that album? Uh, 2018 yeah, yeah okay. 2018 yeah so <clears throat> that's when I released it and then I'm in rehab and then you know I'm signed to Sony and I kind of just ruined everything for myself because of you know the disease of addiction and it was really sad you know dealing with that you know um not a lot of people who have if you haven't been to rehab it's really hard to understand or see through somebody who's actually an addict or current currently using addict you know i don't know i think it's kind of evident to a lot of people if somebody's loaded. I'm so jealous of this. I haven't been able to think about anything since. My girl, Wendy from Peru, is cheating on me right now with Scott Randolph. (laughs) That's how I feel about Zelda. (laughs) She loves Scott. God. Um, So, uh, when we were in your house, and and, and dude, thanks for all the gear from your your clothing line and and the house tour and showing me your assault rifle and... (laughs) And uh, jumping off your uh, fucking your roof. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, that was quite the whirlwind tour you just gave us. Um, and uh, when we were in the house, he said that what, you, you bought it like a, like uh, a number of years ago at, at a time. Bought this house when... exactly a year ago oh, okay. for six twenty, and now the the area has gone up, so it's selling for nine fifty right now. That is what's happening with real estate. I'm kicking myself that I haven't done. This area is booming, and a lot of people kind of put shade on on the Lancaster Palmdale area. But but guys, like I I can ride ten feet and then go into forty thousand acres of legal riding trails and suicide hills and all kinds of you know whoopty doops for like dirt biking, yeah, for my dirt biking, following and my ATX that I is that why you chose to live out here? Well, I did this show called Marriage Bootcamp with my mom. 
and I got like two hundred thousand dollars paid my agents, uh, you know, paid my mom money, and I had like one hundred and twenty left over. So I was about to go like buy a Lamborghini or something stupid. And I was living in like a apartment, and my mom <laughs> fucking excuse my language, but uh, can I cuss? Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. Fuck, fuck, yeah. fuck, fuck, fuck. Um, no, so she rips up the check, and she's like, "No," and I was like, what did "You just why'd you do that? I want my Mercer Lago right now." And she's like, "You're buying a house." I went and I bought a house that was actually across the street from here, and I bought that house for four hundred and twenty, and then sold it for six twenty two years later after being my first time. So when you're a first time homeowner, and this was the first house I ever bought in my career, or anything, wow. surprisingly, because mm-hmm. you know. I made a lot of money, but I never made the right decisions and didn't have the right guidance either. And so, you know, we, I, I buy, I purchased this house. My mom's like, we're going to move out to Lancaster because when we lived in Florida, we used to come out to the Mojave Desert and it's close to the Mojave Desert and all that. So we come out here and I, you know, she's like, purchase this home, you know, and I, I got, got it for 420 and, she, and, had to hold on to it for two years before you can you can capital gains yeah exactly correct and capital gains so you can you know take houses and flip them immediately so now oh, so that's a, a rule to prevent if people. you sell it yeah. before they'll tax you like 20 percent on like you actually sale. legally can't that's just for the first really? time you buy a house no for a first time homeowner you have to have it for two years oh yeah if you're going through a hard money loan and i was going through a hard money loan with a 12 percent interest rate because my credit was messed up and you know, three years of taxes weren't paid and all this stuff. So I had to get all this stuff squared away before I could even buy a house. Yeah. And, three years and, of taxes not paid, like, that's pretty close to the cusp of, like, pulling a... Uh, Wesley Snipes. And, a, and a, the situation. Oh, right, right, right. But yeah, no, that was the situation uh, was, lot, I think, I, I, had to, I had to file for bankruptcy when I was uh, in, <clears throat> in um, 2014. Because my parents didn't pay my taxes when I was 12, 13, and 14. And before I turned 18, I grossed about $500 million. Whoa, whoa, so, say that again. <laughs> $500 million by the time you're old? 18. Fuck. Because I've sold 75 that's million gro- records. That's grossing. Yeah. yeah it's so, like so, yeah, and so, like, yeah, it's, that's, it, it's that's pretty crazy how you can earn a lot of money and it all just goes away. Yeah. And so it, the taxes on that's like, what, $200 Ta- million? I mean, if you're making 30, that well, much money, you're going to lose. 38% taxes? 38 yeah, yeah. something around there. I, I, I always tax ballpark it at fifty percent. Yeah, that's smart. Just that's keep smart. it in your head, like only fifty percent is mine. Yeah, well, I, I keep it in my head absolutely, especially because yeah. we're in California, and then like, <laughs> well, here, well, here's what I'm going to do: is now I'm going to, I'm getting, uh, I'm either going to sell this home and get the price that I want, or keep this home, pull the equity out, and purchase a house in Colorado. Now I got all my taxes squared away, everything, so now I can get a two point eight interest, you know, HRA loan, and I'm I can. You know, have my primary residency in a place like Colorado, not Vegas. A lot of people go to Vegas because of the taxes. That's yeah. why they go to. But I'm gonna go to Colorado and get like this big 48 acre beautiful ranch. You know, what part. Yeah, because what, what part? Oh, uh, what part? Um, I mean, I look, I've been looking at like Telluride and cool. in areas like that. And, Sounds peaceful. More yeah. peaceful than Vegas, probably. Well, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'm not into strip clubs. I'm not into stuff like that. I'm yeah, just, Vegas I'm, is tough. I'm more of a southern southern boy. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if you've got T Pain beat because that we were talking to T Pain about how he blew through 30 million bucks and then like got to a point where he couldn't afford a whopper wow and, I mean, and you're, you're telling i've gotten it, there multiple times right <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so over i'm over. talking about like hundreds of millions of dollars three pained like but 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 the thing was unfortunately and you know 
my dad's not here, but my mom's alive, man. I love you, mom. I know you'll watch this, but like, they didn't handle things correctly. Your mom was your manager. My mom is not my manager. She was though. She was. Yeah, right. she was. So she left the job of the, of the business management accounting to my dad. And okay. he messed it up, and he wasn't putting the fifteen percent of the Paul Peterson Coogan Law money into my account. As, Paul Peterson Coogan Law. So Paul Paul Peterson was an act child actor that created the the law Coogan oh. Law that put makes you have to put fifteen percent of your children's money if they're actors, singers, whatever. Why just into in an case? account? Like, well, yeah. Well, because parents end up blowing all that money because the parents just like they take did to hold me. of it. Otherwise, when I turned eighteen, I, I would have been left Lohan with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and then been basically like a slave. Did you see what they spent it on? Were you so, like, so, what so the legally? fuck is... Oh, of course I did. My dad bought four different race boats that were worth millions of dollars. He was a professional race boat driver. Uh, we had four tour buses, H3 Prevos. Um, we had we 15 golf carts. Hmm. Uh, we had over 45 cars, 50 dogs, three yachts over 70 dogs. feet, um, a football field. Did you uh, talk to him uh, about 15 it? 15 houses. My Cribs episodes, 15 houses. Like, wait, nah, wait, you did that's like a whole crib season. Houses? Yeah, yeah, fifteen houses. Yeah, wait, how, how close together were they? Well, they were all of our neighbors' houses, and my dad wanted to create a compound, so he just made a bunch of noise until they kicked out. Wow. <laughs> um, a G. So wait, then, then <laughs> a G back move. to this uh, Freddy Krueger law, <laughs> like um, Paul Peterson. Okay, Paul Peterson Krueger. <laughs> Coogan. Coogan. Okay. Coogan. Coogan. Uh, um, they they, uh, they made a law so that like to to limit the amount of a child star's money the parents can blow to eighty five percent. Right, right, right. You can only blow 85% yeah, of your you kids' only, you earnings. you can only steal 85% of your kids' earnings. It's crazy. And you know yeah. what? I actually have been petitioning and working on something called the Carter Law, which mm. actually makes you have to put 30% of the kids' money into an account, and then they get it in increments, 18 and then 25, and they have to graduate certain business-type schools in order to gain their money. Hmm. Whoa. So they know how to manage their finances. So they're pull that's like the yeah, that's not a bad idea. Especially the incremental, because like, you yeah, hand, you hand yeah. an eighteen-year-old like you don't just here's give thirty million, million dollars. Yeah, it's like oh, I blew through five million dollars in like a year. Yeah, it's crazy <laughs> how quick years. you can spend. I think I, I heard about Mike Tyson. Like one year he three, made four hundred million, but he spent five hundred million wow. that year or something I, like that. Like, I think that Mike, uh, it was more of a three hundred million dollars oh. situation across the gnarly. But um, that's insane. I yeah. mean, I, 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 hardcore. Where okay. does it go? Like. You know, did, did tell me about this Aaron Carter law because I, I'm I'm very interested in that. I think uh, the, I think you're onto something. I think so too. Where I, I like you, uh, the child star earns earning millions of dollars, and then they have to do certain things to unlock like a correct money. accounting 101 class at the of local course. community college. Right. Exactly. How how brilliant is that really? Because I, I'm I'm speaking from personal experience. So if I go, if I if if I look at things in retrospect, and I say, okay, I'm 18 years old, I get, I have six million dollars waiting for me. Give me two million, and then by the time, you know, 25 comes along, seven years later, then, you know, I have to take, you know, three months of business finance schooling in order to learn about 401ks, social security, and and you know housing and, and invest proper investments so then by that time okay you blew your money but then 25 comes along and you're like okay I, f I messed up I learned mm. now I need to buy a house oh you gotta <laughs> right? redo almost 
I mean, the tough part for that is that once someone's 18, they're an adult, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, they'll sue you for that money to be like, I'm not going to school. But imagine it being put out in three different, you know, 18, 25, and 30. So... In, 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 I mean, if you're yeah, gonna do videos. that, you might as well keep keep it keep it staggered out. I would be super stoked to. But sign it would also be making that. them money if if it was put in a proper right. accounts because it would be gaining interest while they're waiting for right. it. Right when uh, people join the NFL and I think certain other sports leagues, they like make them take classes. Do they really? Well, just because athletes, it's like an epidemic an of people going broke. Oh, yeah. they don't I, I, I think they, I think they might have to. Isn't There's Shaq just, doing something like that too? We talked about that with him. Right. There's this crazy um, documentary called Broke, which is just about athletes that made hundreds of millions of dollars. That That sounds good. The statistics are insane. Where like 90% of NBA players are completely broke within five years of their NBA career ending. Wow. Like like whatever. I'm maybe getting it wrong, but... Well, I mean... I think I think I am onto something when it comes to that, you know, and it's you know something that that that's uh, uh, it's for them and it's a part of my legacy too. You know what I mean? What was so. uh, I, I seem to recall there was something where where you were telling uh, Justin Bieber like to be careful, like with that, you know, like like you can lose it all, and, and you were kind of trying to be a mentor, and then he got like kind of nasty with you. Ah, Justin Bieber, he is a successful man. But you know what? I'm getting pretty successful too, and so can you. How? Become your own boss of an e-commerce empire. How do you do it? One word, baby. ShipStation. What's that? That's this one place where you use one interface to bring all of your shipping needs regardless of where you're shipping from. If you're using Amazon, your own website, Etsy, you name it, it's all brought into one interface and you get like the rates that are saved normally for like Fortune 500 companies. You get the best rates for your shipping. And you know how I know this? Because the co-host of the Wild Ride podcast, Scott Randolph, runs my warehouse and my whole shipping operation. Could we do it without ShipStation? God, no, you buy the shirt at stevo.com. We're gonna buy the labels through ShipStation. That's right. That's right. And you know what? These people are nuts. They love me so much, and they love you for listening to my podcast so much that they're going to give you a free 60-day trial. You don't even have to pay anything to enjoy the benefits of ShipStation. And how crazy are they to be giving you this offer with the holidays coming up? You sign up right now for free. You get to try this for 60 days. How do you do that? You go to ShipStation.com, and then you look in the top right corner of their website there's a little microphone you click that you plug in the promo code stevo and you're off and running just in time to handle all of your holiday shipping needs no matter how big or small your business is and my business got pretty big we use ShipStation. we only use ShipStation. and even if your business is tiny you're still going to get better rates than anywhere else it's going to be easier to use and you're going to have a better more successful operation so don't turn down this offer Go to ShipStation.com, hit that microphone in the top right corner, and type in the promo code STEVO. Get your 60-day free trial. That's 60 days of hassle-free, stress-free shipping, and just get successful like me and Justin Bieber. Yeah, dude. ShipStation. Make ship happen. Now, let's talk about Justin Bieber being a jerk. Yeah, you know, Justin Bieber and I, we have a very peculiar 
relationship. Like he hit me up on Instagram and he was like, Oh, you know, come over and hang out to my house. And I was like, actually, no, you can come over and mine. <laughs> I got four wheelers. And so I'm not trying to just sit around and look at artwork, <laughs> you know, uh, come over to my house. I got four wheelers, ATXs and bikes and we can go ride around and actually, you know, have some fun, you know? And then when, when was that? That was, you know, a year ago. Uh, So, and then there was an incident when he was being a little dickhead. I told him on Twitter, I said, if I see you, I'm going to punch you in your face. So. How long ago was that? uh, Like, maybe like six, seven years ago. I don't know, something Mm. like that. Like, he was doing. So you guys are cool now? No, we're not cool. We're not. No, we're (laughs) not cool. He invited you over a year ago? I'm I'm, I'm his competitor, man. Yeah. Like. But a year ago, he asked you to come over. Yeah. And I said no. (laughs) And so when's the last time you talked to him since then? I, I don't really have anything to say to Justin Bieber. Yeah, I know. Right. Like you know, he, uh, he Scooter Braun. Um, you know, it, it was it was very interesting because when I released my Love album, I did a Billboard article, and then the next day, after I hadn't bitten out with music for like ten years, Aaron Rosenberg, Justin Bieber's entertainment attorney, was asked a question. Of course, he approves all the questions. You know how it goes. How did you get Justin Bieber to not turn out like Aaron Carter? Wow. And that was the question that was asked to Justin Bieber's entertainment attorney. And I was livid because I had just done a great article with them the day before about my coming back as basically like a new artist that's producing his music and not being puppeted and doing it himself. And that that really hurt. That really hurt to see that. And to see like the boycotting because there's this underlining smear campaign, cancel culture, troll boycott thing that we're all going through. Everybody that's in this industry, I'm sure you're going through it too. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know, tell me to go fuck myself. What, but getting boycotted? Smear campaigns, cancel cultures, trolls, people making up lies, doxing you. Um, you know, now that I've now that I've started to really just get my life together, it's like I feel like people are trying to bring me back down to where I was before, and. I'm, I'm not that person anymore, you know. I'm, I'm engaged. I'm about to have a baby on the way, you know. It's time to be a dad, and it's literally like a matter of a couple of days, huh? What? Like yeah, 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 yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. What for the baby to be born? Yeah, the baby is due, and Prince is born. Yeah, his name is, is Prince Michael Lyric Carter. Congrats, Congrats. I'm wearing this Michael Jackson shirt. Well, because I, Michael Jackson, I beat his Guinness Book of World Records. When I was 10 years old for being the youngest male solo artist to have four consecutive uh, singles in the top 10 Billboard charts. Wow. Michael Jackson then reached out to my mom and said, hey, I want to give your son the title of Prince of Pop. You can use that. My mom wrote a book called Prince of Pop. And then I did a, a song with Michael Jackson. He picked a handful of people, Luther Vandross, Celine Dion, Beyonce, uh, Justin Timberlake, and me. <clears throat> and we did a song called What More Can I Give? And then I opened up with him Madison Square Garden. On September 9th and September 10th of 2001, and then we all left the morning of September 11th, and I saw the plane hit the building. Like you're in a plane no, flying? No, no, I was in a limousine. I was, I was supposed to go on tour, and Michael invited us to go to an amusement park after the show. So I was in a limousine going to a private airport, and I was across the Hudson, and I was just standing there like thinking, oh, I remember this from like Home Alone, you know, and I was just thinking, you know, whatever. And, and then all of a sudden, I see the plane hit, and about four seconds later, I hear it. And it was just... It was crazy, and then so I, I I saw Michael at the concert, and I go, "Hey, I'm gonna get that jacket from you." Like he had that sparkly jacket on. The red one? Red no, one? no, the one that's made out of all Swarovski crystal. That's worth like thirty five million dollars. 
No, um, there's only That's two. That's the right one to ask for. Uh, and I was like, I'm, I was like, I'm gonna get. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna get that fucking thing from you. And he kind of looked, giggled it off a little bit. Then I went to his birthday party, and you know, his 47th birthday party, and I, I literally just grabbed the cake and I smashed it in his face. I didn't care. I was like, but, I'm gonna but, treat you like a human being. You know what I mean? Did you get the the jacket later that night? <clears throat> me. My brother, Rodney Jerkins, Michael, and Raffle, the executor of his estates, and we're all sitting down in his living room. And Raffles leans over Michael and goes, hey, don't you have something for Aaron? Comes out, gives me the jacket. Nick gets so pissed off, he gets up immediately and leaves. Wow. So wait, this is now, on 9-11? You, you were on no, your way? Oh, no, you're on your way to the airport. This, this after, after 9-11. Birthday. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this was just a, a matter of like three or four different incidents or, or, yeah. where, where we were right. together doing I see, I see. Um, what was your take on uh, on like all the, the Michael Jackson documentary? Maybe Neverland? Yeah, yeah, was that the Bullshit. one? Bullshit. Bullshit, man. Wade Robson? Bro, come on, dude. I like, mean, I'm sorry, but I was there. I spent plenty of nights with Michael. I didn't see anything remotely close to that. But you, I saw you, nothing but respect and gen, and 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 generosity. What you want, like you to... want an exclusive? Sure. When I left Neverland, I came back because uh, we used to live next door to Michael hmm. in San Ynez. We had a ranch out there, but not at this time. <clears throat> I leave, get in the limo after his birthday party, ride his dirt bike around. <clears throat> I smoked weed with Michael. Um, wow. Did, did he smoke a lot of weed? Is there footage I don't know of Michael Jackson smoking weed? weed, smoking weed. weed yeah. I've never yeah, heard yeah. of Michael smoking weed, actually. That's Michael Jackson that's smoked surprising. weed, and I smoked weed with him. So, <laughs> nice. That's a good one. So, and then, so <laughs> I get, but here's the craziest part about all this I get back to the Universal Sheraton, right? And my parents had four FBI agents and detectives there to talk to me. And they're like, did Michael do anything? And I'm like, the fuck are you guys talking? Why what what year was this? Yeah, how long ago was that? I mean, uh, I don't even remember. He was still alive. Jojo, right? right. No, he he remembers. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably still alive. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Let's he, just he, assume. He was, he was, let's just assume. He was struggling. YouTube. No, no, he was alive. But to be honest with you, no, no. But to be real, he was struggling, and we all know that. Sure. We, it's 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 not. You know, sure. news. It's not new news. Well, how old are you at that time? Um, like thirteen or like eighteen? Uh, I was 16, 16, 15, 15. And you went. You slept over at his place. Yeah, I stayed like at you his were... place multiple times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are there other kids there at the time? Mm-mm. So it's just you. You just hanging all day, stay the night. Yeah, I mean, I think it got to a point where, because I, I literally, you know, I'm pretty candid. I'll ask anybody anything. I don't give a shit, man. Sure. Like whatever. I, I literally asked my sister, what's up with all this like little kid stuff going on with you? You know, like, why do they do that to you? He's like, he's like, I don't know, but I, all I try to do is, is reinstill myself into new generations so that I keep myself current. And I also never really had a childhood. So these, when I hang out with these kids, they, 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 they give me a feeling of like, you know, fulfilling a void in my heart he told me and i was like well then why don't you keep doing he's like because they won't stop prosecuting me Mm. they won't stop all these mothers and that's what i'm trying to tell you is when i left my parents had fbi agents and detectives there to try to sue michael and i said no 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 get the hell out of here all these fucking guys Mm. and 
And then they left. And then my parents were all pissed off because they wanted to do it on purpose. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sure, they I, wanted to. I, I don't find that too. Like your parents <laughs> were interested in suing Michael. They wanted to sue him. They wanted to sue him because they, they wanted to make that, up a lie because of what was going on with all the and, prosecutions. And they thought that there would be like a, 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 a money, money grab. Yeah, yeah. So it's a money grab. What do you do with Michael when you're just kicking it with them? Are you guys like smoking a joint? Yeah, no, like no, what's no, his stoner were, talk. We went. Me, me, Michael, and Chris Tucker went riding around on four wheelers in the mountains for like three or four hours. Um, you know, Michael jumped into the uh, his alligator pit and started swinging around his alligator tail in the middle of the day. Like, he was just a goofy, fun guy, man. You know, and if you treated him like a person and you didn't have, you know, uh, and I like starstruck or whatever, and mm-hmm. people are people, man. Like, I've, I've met everybody, you know? Like, I've had Elton John come to multiple concerts of mine, and I didn't even know at that time, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I've... I've my dad was best friends with Bruce Willis. Like, you know, like he would come over all the time. I, I went to rumors. Bruce brought me in to do rumors. Six, sweet 16, you know, um, it's just, I just, I've, I've met so many people that in along the way, you know, that it's just, you know, it is what it, I mean, I, I, I dated Mel B from spice girls for, you know, a few wow. months. Oh, I never you know, knew that. And we used to tour together when I was nine and she was 20. My, my girl loves the spice girls. Yeah, dude. Um, so, when uh, when you make five hundred million dollars right. and your dad doesn't even put fifteen percent into a special account for you, mm. is it like you made all this money and you didn't even get to blow it yourself like other people blew it? Well, I mean, that's seventy five million dollars that was supposed to go into my account. Not 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 five. What I got. So, uh, when you, so is there any ever any like legal action against like your your parents? For- no, because when the when all of a sudden 2014, 25, 24, 25, 26 years old, I don't remember exactly, but I get hit with a bankruptcy or liens, and they garnish my wages, and I was like broke, at, completely broke at the time, doing this off Broadway show called The Fantastics for two years, trying to just rebuild my accountability as a you know a performer. And then they garnished my wages. I only made six hundred fifty-four dollars a week, eighty bucks a night. And then they garnished that. And I only then in New York City, I was only making three hundred twelve dollars a week. And and then my lawyer, Jan Michael Morris, was like, you know, you're gonna probably get like on a, a chapter eleven or a thirteen or something like that. He says, by the graces of God, you'll get a chapter seven, but it's probably not gonna happen. <clears throat> Which means I had to either pay eleven. Chapter eleven would be twenty-five cents on the dollar. Chapter thirteen is 50 cents on, on the dollar that you got to pay. How much did you owe? I owed over $8 million. And from stemming from 2001, 2, and 3. Damn. So at eight, when I was a little kid. At 600 so, a week on Broadway, that's a lifetime to pay back. At that point, I just was like, I'm screwed. And I called my brother, Nick, and I asked him, I said, yo, can I have $1,500 to retain Jan to start this bankruptcy thing? And Nick, and Nick was like, oh, you got to go to therapy three times a week. And you have to pay for it yourself. And I'm like, uh, I can only make $300 a week. What do you want me to eat out of trash cans? I said, I already have to wait outside of a deli at 3 a.m. to wait for the guys to give me bacon. So, like, you know. Ma'am. <laughs> um, and he said no. My brother so, said no, though. He was like, nah, nah, you got to do this. And he's like, nah. And I was like, and he, he told me to rot in jail. He hung up on me. And Ma'am. <laughs> so. And then, I, and, then, and then I went to the courts, paid the money. Got him taken care of on my own. How'd you get the money? Uh, I ended up getting a bonus that month 
for if I sold out the whole show for the month, I would get thirty thousand dollars. So I got thirty thousand dollars, and then I had to pay for my sister's funeral and for my that month and for my bankruptcy. And um, we go in, and my my attorney, Jan Michael Morris, was like, "Hey, you know, all you have to do is get a judgment against your mom and dad. They'll go to prison. You don't have to pay a dime." I said, "I would never do that to my parents. I said, I don't care what they've done wrong. They've given me this career, this life." And I'm going to do good things and I'm going to rebuild my career. So I went to the judge personally. He's an incredible litigator. And, he, and I walked up, told him my story. And the judge was like, hey, just sign these papers. And it's not on you. And I said, nope. I told him right to his face. I said, I'll pay the 50 cents on the dollar. And he goes, because you said that, I'm giving you a chapter seven. Bam, you have a full discharge. Everything is getting paid off for you for free. You oh. don't owe anything. And so your you didn't credit, have to credit score goes back up to 700 because of what you just said to me. So just a clean wipe. You're down to just... Because Zero. I would, I told the judge I would never put my parents in prison. I did you ever talk like, to your mom about it? Like, did she, like, what does she say about it? Like, about that era when all that money's coming well, in and you know, she spending. Didn't, she didn't really have the time to uh, account for it and do it because she was with me and I was a little kid, you know. I was preteen, teen, adult, you know, and she was with me the whole time. So it wasn't, it was my dad's job to handle the finances, not my mom's. It was never her fault. Yeah, were you like dad? Three yachts? No, I was like, I was, I, no, <laughs> no, never. My dad was a mili- my dad was a military policeman, and on my 18th birthday, I told him he's like, oh, you owe me three hundred thousand dollars of commissions after I got my trust fund money, and I told him no, and he pinned me down on the ground and took his forty four Magnum and shot it right next to my right ear, and I'm deaf in my right ear because of that. Fuck. That's what happened to me on my 18th birthday. <laughs> Are there Gnarly. any advantages to being deaf in your right ear? No, actually, <laughs> yeah, actually, maybe one. You right now. Producing, <laughs> producing, like uh, hi hat frequency levels. Like I can hear what they're supposed to sound like. So I'll plug this ear, and I can hear what they're like, kind of like supposed to be mixed, like so. What like it cuts out the high I, end I, I, or sometimes something? Sometimes like my equilibrium gets a little off, and I run into things, you know, because it, because it's gone, and then it makes it, and then I'm already have loss of hearing from fans and performing. You said yeah. your your love album, you mixed it yourself. I produced it. I wrote it. Um, Andrew Wepper mixed it. Gene okay, Grimaldi okay. mastered it. I executive produced the project, and I funded it. Gotcha. Okay. I was going to um, say, mixing with only one ear would be fucking hard. Yeah, no, I, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. mix it. Yeah, I saw, we, we put on like a YouTube video while we were driving here, and uh just kind of randomly, it's it showed you saying, you know, that like your dad fired the gun and your uh, was it was it called Aaron Carter Aaron Carter being psychotic for ten minutes or something? No, because <laughs> no, there's no it, video. You watch those videos? Hell no, no, man. They make they 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 say things on when you're on live to try to get you to clip you, and they make their fourteen dollars twenty eight cents a month and whatever. Just right, 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 exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, it was it was definitely like a hit job video. There's no question about right. that. Oh, but, was it? Uh, oh, okay, yeah. They uh, <laughs> <My> job video, <laughs> and, but uh, they they showed you saying I'm deaf in my right ear, and then it was like a, a photo sequence, like bum 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 bum, and it was all photos of you talking on the phone, like holding it up to your right ear, like yeah, presumably like he- oh, yeah, yeah. hearing the call, like uh, just so, but, but so you can kind of hear in your right ear. I, I mean, it's like seventy five percent gone, so naturally I'm a righty so I do that right. but then usually I have to go to speakerphone right. so I usually talk on speakerphone all the time yeah. so fair enough you know <clears throat> yeah and dude I'm not yeah, they're I'm always not. trying to like debunk things like I, I 
kind of kind of alluded to the fact that you were coming here right before you got here. Right, you said that they were telling you that. You're yeah, lying. and they were like, "You're a liar, Steve-O ain't coming over there laughing my ass off." They, and they and everybody what? always yeah, thinks they, that they, they, they don't why, think why, I own I my houses. Then I show them my deeds, and then they still don't think I own it. They don't think I own all my four cars, and I and I'm like, I show them that they don't. They still, they, it's just it's weird, like jealousy type of things. And I mean, it's an impossible thing to be trying to prove it. Yeah, but like, yeah. You know, right. oh, here's yeah, the deal. I'm like, the kind of guy, though, bro, that, that I'm a fire sign. So I'm born, to, you know, on December 7th. I'm a pure fire sign, double cancer moon, and I will back. fight you to the yeah. fucking death, and I will win. I will intellectually <laughs> destroy you. I yeah. mean, there's, there's, there's no question. I don't even have to use my hands. <laughs> there's no question whatsoever that you've definitely made some outrageous claims. Like you know, and uh, and and I like how you're candid about it. You say like, you know, I'm 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 not particularly humble. I'm kind of narcissistic, and I deserve to be. I like that 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 line. You know, it's like you, you've pulled off some awesome stuff in your life. You deserve to to feel like you're the man, right? Well, Isn't well, that- I'll tell you why, Steve. Steve, it's because it's because when when you go so many years, when you're out and you're down, and people are are laughing at you and humiliating you publicly and it's in the kind of spectrum that we deal with you know with every type of individual you can think of once once you do fix your life right like we did we're proud of it and we want we're grateful for it proud grateful right and i'm also very I, i i feel a lot more humble too you know as time goes on but at the same time i'm like yo don't disrespect me because you don't know how hard the work was for me to get to where I am today. Sure. And so, yeah, I am proud of these things. Yeah, I am proud uh, because without you guys, also, I wouldn't be able to have this stuff. The fans. The fans are sure. our boss. They're our family, but they're, to me, and they're, but our, they're our, our bosses, you know, because they pay us. Right. You know? So I want to show to them, hey, look, I, I, I've I've worked really hard the last four years to change my life around. I stayed clean and sober off of huffing every single day since I graduated from rehab, being there for ninety days, and that's something that I, I find that you know the general public or media doesn't shine light on. They want me to be the villain. I'm naturally a villain, so you don't have to piss. I'm, I have a nickname they call me the Joker, right? Because I've been bullied so much, right? So. I'm the Joker, bro. If, if, if people want to play I'm a, uh, with me, you want to play with my emotions, I'm going to paint my face and I'm going to show you who's boss. I'm going to scare the shit out of you because you you pissed me off. And you, you and people can, people on Instagram Live and all these platforms, they're being pussies, man. They're not doing anything about it. They're acting like right. they're ignoring it when they really need to be calling out these people and making holding them accountable. I think that, that that what I'm hearing from you is is a, a a good strong argument for just not paying attention to like comments and stuff because like like people like you and I we have enough people following us yeah. that there's of course there's gonna be people talking shit in there like if I like I I'm never gonna win if I go through reading all the comments no no I don't read that it's it's more so when I like go on Instagram. You know, and then the live comments, and I'm like uh, listening right, right. to my music, and I'm trying to promote something, and then they're on there saying, "Oh, you look like you have AIDS, or you're dying, you're a crackhead, you're huffing again," you, you know, you, and then yeah, just I, you know, that's and, and then, it's then, back then, to back to back to back to back, all from these smear campaign yeah. bot accounts, 
Okay. But you know what I'm talking about with the live accounts. I, yeah, I don't really do lives, but what I do. But do if you now, did, you'd see. What I do do now is uh, I go in the live chat for when we premiere the episode of the podcast on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, that'd be cool if you went on the live chat for this one when it premieres. I will. <clears throat> oh yeah, absolutely, I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, do you do you have a you have a book coming out soon? Still working on it, but I actually changed my uh, formula of how I want to do it. So the way I want to write my book is I want to write it with my bare hands and my handwriting. Damn from me personally and then have that published with actually my handwriting hmm. damn cool. dude my hand would get so sore it's gonna be that. tough that but gonna i be think tough. it's gonna be a, a very different like i don't know what's your take on nah, that's kind of cool I, I would be okay with that however like you know there, there's so much edit i just finished my second book yeah. and um i think that the only way to accomplish what you're talking about would be to work it out and you know finalize it with the editor and then once you've got the, the, yeah, fi exactly. the final then write it out. then write it yep. yeah agreed because, yeah. because you don't want to like try to actually so that's people brilliant. are going to be reading it in cursive or whatever yeah, how good is your handwriting yeah how good is your I'm a mixture between like cursive and like regular that's how both of us are it's kind of cool though because you can draw shit that's kind of how we are like I don't know like girls got good cursive but not dudes so while we were driving here, sure. Paul looked up, uh, looked you up on Spotify, mm -hmm. and and what was what was the, the one that was like a really oh, recent track? Ninety-one million, bro. I was like, million, no dude, put way. it there, dude. That's sick. That's, Thank you. That's huge. Thank you, bro. That's yeah. off of one album. No, that's one, one song. song. One song <laughs> streaming on Spotify. And that's just on Spotify. That song has over two hundred fifty million on all platforms. Phenomenal, dude. Congrats. And, so, so when and I was blown that? away, I was like, I cannot believe this worked after going through all this hell and bankruptcy and off-Broadway and, you know, making no money and waiting for bacon outside of a deli just to eat at 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, because of starving. And I can't believe that I was able to write this love project, you know, and it was dedicated to a girl that I was madly in love with that didn't love me back. And she was my dancer for two years. And I just, I was, it was profound. I released a song called Fool's Gold. And she was, she's actually the girl in my music video. Mm. And we did it on Valentine's Day. She also made me pay her four grand to do it. So, which was, whatever. Huh. Um, and then, like, one time I caught on, she told, told her friend on Facebook, her friend's like, oh, why are you with Aaron Carter? She's like, it's good for my resume. Wow. Mm. Well, uh, when did that song drop? That song dropped in 2018. <laughs> so, fucking A, man. That's killer. Yeah. yeah. And, and then I still have an active 900,000 listeners a month. Phenomenal. Do you too. get paid good off uh, Spotify, or not really? Uh, no, I'm actually um, currently about to sue Sony for a lot of money because they owe me about 1.3 million dollars. So, Sony, so that Sony can expect their lawsuit soon. That album came uh, out Bradley, through Sony. Brad, Brad Paisley sued him for 12.3 million dollars and won. So I'm going to hire Brad Paisley's attorney. See you soon. There you go. <laughs> Do we want to air that? <laughs> mm -hmm. Sure. I gotta I imagine. Care. I don't care. I, but, yeah. I mean, I don't know that, that saying anything about a lawsuit is going to change the the facts. It's not defamation of, it, of character, you know? yeah. yeah. And it's, it's the facts. I know the numbers, and I know the facts, and I know how many hats I wore in the project for, and I know what I'm entitled to. I've already done the math. I'm not stupid. You know, I don't jump into a water unless I know how deep it is. Literally, we saw it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, especially your house too. I'm like this guy over here. So, so you got a new <laughs> single dropping? Yeah. And and uh, and you're gonna go talk to Dr. Drew about it. Yeah. Where when's that? Yeah. Um. That's gonna be on Monday. 
My name, Dr. Drew's my bro. Is what, he? Why are you talking yeah. to Dr. Drew about a single you're dropping? Uh, I'm well, talking, it's, no. it's a combo because he's it's got four years of sobriety. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so and much to say is about my siblings. It's about um, Angel and Nick and what they put me through and nine restraining orders trying to get a 5150 on well, me. What's the status on all the restraining orders now? They're gone. They're gone. That's, that's yeah, cool. the ju- the judges told him absolutely not. You're not getting uh, the first time they gave him they gave him a TRO. I got nine restraining orders. They took you know uh, nine of my firearms away from me, three of my ARs, two of my shotguns, all, all my pit, my nine millimeter pistols, my three my my M1A three oh eight. Dude, uh, we uh, could make a, a uh, insane <laughs> episode of uh, of my tattoo show. I would love to do it. I would dude, love to do it. Can I hear we can ride bikes? We can shoot dude, guns. Dude, we'll talk about did you see that like, AR? Like, yeah. with that with the AR? Can you imagine melting it down? That's a substantial... Who wants to melt down of... the gun and shove it up his ass? <laughs> You're not doing that. <laughs> that. That's a lot to fit up your ass, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I get some of it in there. Well, you know what? If it was up your butt, you know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a Glock, but not an AR. <laughs> Maybe a Glock. <laughs> don't yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. Don't. A bazooka. Don't do it. You know, it just... It just it struck me now that like wow I might be trying to bite off more than I can chew. No, I I think the tattoo thing would be great actually. Yeah, dude, I, love I, it, I man. actually want something else on the other side. What do you to want? Match up. Um, right. Well, I wanted to get love and hate. Mm. <laughs> do you want to? Because because here's the thing. Here's the thing though. If if we only understood love, we wouldn't we wouldn't know what hate is. Right. If we only understood hate, what we wouldn't we wouldn't know All what right. love is. In the realm of the relative. Very it important. Can't have love. You know, or we can talk about it, or right. it can be something. Maybe not love, love, not love. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think I'm pretty much done with my face tattoos. Like I, I'm, yeah, lo- I'm whatever, loaded dude. up, and I see yeah, like yeah. a lot of like, there's other real. And here's the thing: too. I'm not a SoundCloud rapper, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like every album I release, you know, sells millions. So <laughs> like, it's just a part. I, I'm comfortable with my identity, and that's the name of my new album. It's called Identity. So back to Dr. Drew, mm. you know, it's so much to say is about them and all this stuff and about my siblings and now it's actually like a country trap pop song that's cool so is that the first of its kind it's i mean the there's first country of someone trap. doing like it like me of its kind there you go so and then the rest of the records got it's all real things like saying how i'm not perfect and there's another song called apologize to my family that i did i mean and now i just got to record them i've been going through uh, the project, I found an incredible producer, Morgan Matthews. My best friend, Brian Cassidy, is writing it. He's on house arrest right now, though, for written threat to kill. But he's writing it. So. Shit. Um, <laughs> with, with the, so something to say is about your relationship with your siblings. Yeah. The, re, the restraining orders are gone. Yep. Um, but they, like I saw some like pretty wild stuff with uh, the... The accusations against your brother Nick, yeah, yeah. and all the like police reports and this. And, I like, backed it up, though. You know what? And you know what? To be honest, did anything come of that? Did uh... no? He couldn't sue me for season to sister slander. Because well, right. Could. No, I'm saying, did anything come of the accusations? No, like, no. Uh, and you know what? Listen, uh, when it comes to that, I don't like it. I don't like what I heard, what I seen, and what I saw. And you know, my mama's boy. And I just feel like that I backed it up with factual evidence. So it is what it is. But at the same time, I'm like, should I have done that? You know? It's like, an aggressive sh- move. They're, they're, it, it, but, but here's the thing. I was pissed. 
I was really pissed at Nick because for so many years he wanted me to get on my feet and buy a house and all this stuff. And when I did, he did not give me the words of affirmation or accolades. And he didn't say, I'm proud of you. And something as simple as that, coming from a family member, when you have such a broken family, it means a lot. And then also he, you know, just kind of just shunned me over like my whole adult life. You know, House Carters, he faked a fight, uh, or faked a fight, you know, it was a fake fight. What, on the show? Yeah, do you ever see that thing? Mm-hmm. Well, you know how I know it's fake? How everyone else should know? Hmm. He had a blanket over his head and all the lights were on. And you claim to be sleeping with all the lights on and the blanket over your head and the camera filming you. And you're like, ah! You got all your lights on? Mm-hmm. No, that's not how someone goes to sleep, brother. <laughs> they go to sleep with the lights off. Do you guys talk now? I mean, was the last no, time No, we to don't him? speak at all. The last time they spoke to me was horrible. Because they had the restraining orders, and legally they could reach out to me, and I can't reach out to them. I can't even respond in written. And this is what happens. Three months later, after the restraining orders on Christmas Day, when they knew I was alone, and I celebrated all my holidays alone, I'm lonely on Christmas Day, whatever, just watching Home Alone, and I'm just trying to enjoy myself. And I get two emails back-to-back from Angel, who had the restraining order against me, and Nick. And then they said, oh, we love you so much. Merry Christmas. Time heals everything. Right, but that, that that's what my brother said to me after he said, oh, allegedly, you know, Aaron wants to kill my wife, an unborn baby. And then takes pictures of me <clears throat> unloading my guns out of my car at my last address and then takes it into court and says, and has his attorney say, look, Aaron's at, you know, in Vegas unloading his guns. And then my attorney goes, your honor, Aaron's address is in the back of the picture in California. And... So it's it's such a complicated situation. It really is. And that's something I want to talk to Dr. Drew about. Is yeah. That, is that, that's who I, f- I want to say, hey, Dr. Drew, what do you think in your, your realm of expertise as a doctor, not a TV personality, what do you think? Because, you know, I apologize to my brother. And I'll say that right now. It's the first for time. What? For letting his skeletons out of my closet. Okay. Because, and letting the skeletons out of his closet because I'm the kind of human being that I like to be held accountable for my actions. If I do something wrong, I'll tell you I'm doing it wrong. Or you'll just, you'll know and then I'll admit it to you. You know, I don't lie. Does he know you're having a baby? Of course. They haven't reached out. But they sent these messages, right? But, I would never talk to Nick ever again if I heard a rumor from an ex-girlfriend that I broke up with that I that Nick wanted to kill Melanie and our unborn baby that's about to be here in seven days. I would never. I would never send him a Christmas message. Hmm. I'm just. You'd just be cut, bro. But here's the thing: if I had responded to Angel's message, she's that she sent, or Nick's, two point five years for each one in jail. What if you break your restraining order at that time? That would that would be yeah. The restraining order for years. But so are you saying you go by and then they email me and if I and then if I responded, I sent it to my attorney. She says, unfortunately, they know that they can send messages to you and that you cannot reciprocate anything, or else each each message you respond to is two point five years in jail. Damn. But are, are you saying you, you you understand where Nick is coming from? That if someone told you that and you believed it, you know. That you would you would probably react the same way no, towards him. No, I'm saying like he's saying that Nick sent him a Christmas message after. No, that I get, that I get. But you're saying life. like but if someone told internet. you, keep it off the internet. Like 
Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Why are you putting it on the internet? You know, yeah. right before I went to rehab, he tweeted, oh, if you need rehab help after I got uh, arrested for a DUI. And then that got dropped. I didn't get to have a DUI because I wasn't driving under the influence. I just hadn't been asleep for two days. And I was driving to the next venue in Alabama. He tweets, oh, if you need help in rehab, let me know. Dude, come on. Right, don't tweet that. And then I said to him, I said, why did you tweet that? Oh, I didn't have your number. Okay, then DM it, bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, don't put it out there to make yourself look like this knight in shining armor. For sure. And that you're superior to everybody else in your family. Just because, and sorry, Nick, but... Bro, you've had like three felonies, homie. Mm. What are his felonies? He's had like four DUIs. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like, he uh, he uh, he allegedly beat up Paris Hilton. Oh, damn. You know? I wasn't there around. I was there, but I didn't see that. But that's what she claimed. And she put it out to the world, you know? And so a lot of his behavior, I didn't like, I don't like, I don't, I didn't like how he always tried to act like a father figure, but wasn't, and tried to act like a brother, but didn't know how to be a brother, you know, and then I dealt with so much bullying and torturing when I grew up, like they were throwing me in water moccasin pits and, you know, take me 75 miles an hour tubing, like, and you know the danger of this kind of stuff, like 75 yeah, but, miles an hour tubing, I had you tubing. fall off, you're going to. Something's putting your chicken break. in your jaw strap first going ever, over alligator pits well my first ever surgery yeah, right. was from a tubing accident fuck really there you, you go would you break there you I, go I didn't break anything I had a hematoma in my leg and they had to open it oh up to, to drain it that. that's great right wow oh, that's really okay fun. so I was going pretty good. He's probably know. doing 70, 75, something, 60, 70. Yeah. And it was when they whipped it and and because uh, if you're on the tube your legs Who, are hanging off that? Kevo, <laughs> <laughs> my buddy Kevo, and because uh, I was, he's like, oh, Steve always thinks he's a stunt man. I'll fucking wouldn't we'll let show him have it. Damn. And then when they when you whip, like you go around faster, and like my leg hit like a log in the water or something. Oh, you hit a log. I mean, must because even just the but water, we water. The, is we were in the hard. keys, bro. So like they're like doing that. Like there's coral reefs around. There's you know. It, it, it could slice you open a little bit, and then you know, the, you, all of a sudden, you'll have the lemon sharks and the bull sharks right on your ass. Mm. Yeah. You know, well, like, yeah, for real. Knows that. Oh, like, I, I used to I do, I used that. to do, I used to do, uh, uh, sh you know, shark diving. Is it's we would get on the front of like the Carolina skiffs, and we would jump on the on a lemon shark and flip them over and paralyze them, throw them in the boat, and then eat them. Damn. So. Um. If your brother was here, would you ever do a podcast with your brother to hash things out, or is it a lot deeper than that? He, or? he would never do it. He stayed. He he does the silent game. He trolls me so hard. He just released a song when he knows I'm releasing a song. When I was doing the boxing thing, he was posting pictures of him doing boxing. When I came back out after the Fantastics and I started touring again and making good money, I I, I had a song a uh, album called Aaron's Party, so I called that the tour the after party. Well, Nick just got finished doing a tour called the after party, so he's mm. nonstop copying and trolling his little brother. And bro, you're 42 years old, leave it alone. Obviously, we don't get along. Obviously, you know I'm gonna be 34 in less than a month, and there is there is no reconciliation to have. I'm not even asking for an apology because they try to get a 5150 on me. Mm -hmm. Steve like, had that. Yeah, I had that. Steve had a 5250. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. 5150 is a 72-hour involuntary yeah. psychiatric hold. Uh -huh. 5250 is a two-week 
Wow. Involuntary salt. Yeah, I so. didn't know that. And what? So well, when you go in there, like, that's what happens when you show up for your, when they process you in for your fifty-one fifty, uh-huh. and you spit on people and try to throw <laughs> furniture. They change you to fifty-two. Oh, wow. You get an upgrade. <laughs> so that's okay. You get, okay. get an upgrade. Yeah. You get an upgrade. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it was crazy because I, it, you know, and then and then I saw like I was going on live Instagram live a lot and just you know. You know, doing no Adam twenty, uh, no, uh, uh, no, no jumper, jumper Adam yeah. twenty two, and Vlad TV, and doing just different. Those kind were of legendary things. interviews. Yeah, and I'm, I got more coming up. I got on the twenty ninth interview. I'm doing with Vlad TV again. Cool. And then I'm reaching out to do you know, um, no jumper again, and then the uh, the Adam twenty two guy. Yeah, he, he he was a little bit combative. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree that they all are trying to get under my skin for the most part. Besides you, yeah. besides you, you've been the only one that, I that mean, actually. I, I'm not trying to get under anybody's skin or like you know. Uh, my life is controversial though. I so, think it's. I think it's. It, I think it's fascinating. You know, I think it's but, fascinating. Like the 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 phenomena of your your interviews have have been. Big. Like they, they've been, they've been, they've been. The Logan impactful. Paul one was particularly impactful. Like, yeah, pick particularly crazy. Yeah, it um, was because that's when I first revealed about all the stuff, with the rape stuff, allegations with my brother. That was on Logan Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that I mean. I don't and then know, I gave it, him it, my chain, all... and I got his chain, and <laughs> and then. Uh, but I like I like the guy. I think I think those guys are. Did actually you see the guys. like their the after the fact their their appraisal of. Uh, like they said that the 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 pendant on the chain you gave him had real diamonds. Yeah. But that the necklace had fake diamonds on it. Yeah, I, it, I, I don't I don't I don't know why he said that. That's definitely not true. Um, because I brought a presidium diamond tester and tested the fake diamonds right in front of him on the show. Um, <laughs> so and he, then he gave me a necklace that I found out from Sonny the jeweler it only cost five thousand to make. Uh, he said that it, it had been appraised at fifteen the one he gave you. He's a liar. I talked to Sonny the jeweler. That's the guy who made it. Five thousand dollars cost to make that necklace. Oh. Mm. Sorry, so uh, <laughs> I like Logan Paul. Me too. I, I like Logan Me Paul too. a lot. I and, love uh, I love what they've been able to do, and they're they're very they have a good work ethic and they work hard. Dude, insane work ethic. Yeah, it, you it's, know, uh, it's yeah. fantastic for you. Like, does you know, like the feeling of success at such a young age, so much success, but you're kind of like mm. probably pretty used to it at like nine or something like how does success feel differently now when you put out um, an album yourself and you get like 99 91 million streams is that do you kind of realize like oh if, this is what like what did like, it feel like it, as a it, kid it, and what does it feel like now it feels like i'm proud of it because it's my body of work you know it's not you know like somebody else's tattoo that did it to you you know it's like you did the tattoo on yourself or something yourself the gratification behind that is completely different it, it's the juxtaposition is just crazy from having an album that other producers do and then when you do your own body of work. But here's here's the caveat that now this album is being produced by Morgan Matthews and written by my best friend in Florida who's been on house arrest for eight, eight months right now for written threat to kill. So like, you know, that's He's a hell so- of a writer. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a lot of time on his hands. Yeah, <laughs> but, the guy, but the guy who's in prison for or, or house arrest for written threat to kill is the writer of your album. Yes, so it's gonna kill. And he's my best friend. It's, it's gonna, gonna kill. He's writing it's a lot gonna of mur- threats. It's gonna murder. It's gonna murder. <laughs> 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 okay, so when you did the boxing thing, 
Uh, was that like a huge payday? Like every, people seem to be making a ton of money on the boxing thing. Nope. Nope. I got $15,000. I found out that Lamar got forty, but I'm done with celebrity boxing. That's an exclusive, Damon. We're no longer doing business. Because um, I just, I, I I just got a deal to fight somebody bigger for 60 k you did okay. with a different with Fight TV with a different company. I, and you're so take the so fight? that's what you get, Damon, for playing people short because I brought more ratings than you've ever had. I think uh, that's my narcissistic side. By the way, my my my, <laughs> my, my personal <laughs> view true. is that that you versus Lamar Odom in a boxing match completely unfair. <laughs> I think like I, I don't think there's any shame in losing that fight. <laughs> At least I went in there. You went in there. You know, it's, like when, it's, like, it's like it's like when Johnny 11. went in there with Butterbean. You know what I mean? Right. Obviously, yeah. he knew he was going to get messed up, but yeah. he was doing it to be like, "Yo, it, the bigger the challenge, you know, let's go for it." Sure. You know, of course. I, of course. Like, I don't, I don't if I could have been a part of the Jackass, I would have. I would have been. I would have made a great <laughs> member of that show with there, you guys. You know what I mean? There's like, no there's, shame. There's no shame no, in losing a fight to Lamar Odom. But and he but, didn't knock me out. He only just gave me two concussions. Okay. Only two. I think that. That, that I, I'm appalled that you only made fifteen thousand dollars on that. Though. I only made he only gave me fifteen grand. Was it? Uh, it was a pay per view event, right? Yep. Well, and was, he, was said, on, he said he said the on, he said the pay per view made no money. I oh, mean, so you're supposed to get a piece of the back end, but he just said there's nothing. That, but nothing. I, I don't think that that sounds right because uh, they were hyping it up on TMZ and shit. Like it's coming up. Like there's no way that that didn't do some pay per view. Well, that's where I have to say, let go, let God, and yeah. and um, and just say, I don't want to waste my time with auditing him. I don't want to waste my time with hiring attorneys. Clearly, I was fucked over by the man and celebrity boxing, and I will no longer do business with him. And that's it. It's not personal. It's business, but now it became personal. So you can, you know, I did. A, I did so much work. I took out of that 15 grand that I made, I put eight grand into training. And then he got me a couple of interviews. So maybe like 30 grand total with everything. But I put like, so, but that's like, you know, $22,000. That's nothing. He paid Lamar Odom 40,000. I found out. I mean, even that, well, perhaps celebrity boxing since then has become like such, like all these YouTubers boxing. I know, but this was recent as hell. When was that? When did you fight yeah, Lamar Yeah, this was just last year. Yeah, all right. No, this, not, this not year. No, this no, year. it was June. This, Damn. Was, this was like a few months ago. This was like Damn. June. Damn, was like I didn't June. realize that. This was June 9th. Wow. Six days after, or a few days after yeah. my yeah, sister who passed away's birthday in June 6th. Fuck. So I, I was appalled that, you know, it's like, don't play me like that, you know? Like, because... I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to I'm gonna find a platform and I'm going to find somebody, you know, that's going to... Because I'm, I'm controversial. I say it the way it is. I'm not... You know what? I have a saying. I'm never going to be a prisoner to anybody's perception of me. Good. Yeah. It's the way to be. You get it, right? Of course. You know? Yeah, it's like Because then if you are, you have no identity. You're constantly trying to be what everyone else wants you to be. Sure, and just trying to prove yourself. Even. And trying to prove yourself yeah. and all that. And that's just that's Steve just too much stoked. energy and too much time spent. Yeah, well, it's kind of like what Steve was saying, like just ignoring those comments and just yeah, getting dude. Yeah, you know, I've gotten to that point now where I've, I kind of look over it, but it's entertaining for me too because, listen, everybody says ignore, 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 ignore. But we're not making a difference, guys, if we're ignoring them. 
if you're holding people accountable and making them go on FaceTime Live and showing their face and being like, ah, for me. I don't know. You kind of give them what they want. They go to school the yeah. next day. They're like, dude, he put me on his live. Like, it was crazy. No, like, I, I don't put them on. I, I embarrass them and I humiliate them. Right. And but, I give them what they deserve. Because if negativity you're, yeah, acknowledgement. Yeah, acknowledgement. Some guy wrote a bad comment about me and I saw it and I was like, Dude, that kind of hurt my feelings. And he was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I didn't even think you were gonna read it." Like, no, but that's, you know, it's like. But I feel like trolls and people need to be held accountable because you can't. Yeah, here's a saying for you: Silence is the deadliest weapon. Yeah, you yeah, fucking ignore really is, yeah. like. <clears throat> yeah, you're right. It, no, you're right. You're right. By, by, you're right. by acknowledging negativity, it's like you know, pouring water to grow it and feed it and nurture it. Right. And, and but I still feel I. Water to grow it. I respect your 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 uh, your opinion about that, but at the same time, I see some me, negative shit. It's block and delete, pal. <laughs> you know yeah, what? we call but, it washing but, their mouth out with soap. But for me, for some reason, it's 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 much more heightened than other people. Yeah, it really is. I I, I can't tell you. Like, look at the YouTube videos, guys. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure yeah, the hate's true. A much bit more heightened. That's true. It's worse. You know, it's 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 much it's much worse because I have all the Backstreet Boy fans against me because of what happened with Nick. That's true. Oh man, that's gnarly. Here, I'm gonna lower this mic a little bit, and uh, he's got a good joke. Lux had some bangers. Lux had last some I, bangers the other day. I forgot him already. Uh, what why, do you why, call why? a lesbian dinosaur? A lickalotopus. <laughs> you look bad. <laughs> why why did the monkey fall out of the tree? He's dead. Because Nick shot it. <laughs> hey, I, I have a I have a quick question. Nick's I got I got a question for you. So, so um, say so your, your son comes up to you when he's like five or six years old. Yeah. And he's like, Daddy, I love you. Mm-hmm. I want to get in the music. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Do you say not a chance in hell or of course? I say, um, well, he's not going to say I want to get into music. What he's, what's going to happen is that he's going to be raised not around technology. He's going to be raised around pianos, music, his daddy producing with his grandma, my mom, picking blueberries at the Wikiwachi River in Florida. Uh, we'll be in Colorado by that time, you know, and he's going to be raised kind of like I was raised in the grunge days in the 90s and stuff, you know. Why was the uh, strawberry so sad? Because his mom and dad were in a jam. <laughs> I have some, but I cannot say them. <laughs> well, wait, so back to Scott's question. I was talking about his unborn baby, child. It's like a Norm Macdonald what show What did the baby corn say to the mama corn? What? Where's popcorn? <laughs> What's Moby Dick's dad's name? <laughs> I, feel so, I feel so alien. I, I feel so alienated right now. I feel like I needed these jokes in the last three years. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, all this shit. <laughs> I haven't thought about any of these jokes in years. Oh my god, that's so great. Um, but wait, oh, sorry. Back to Scott's question. What? <laughs> what? What if your kid comes to you when he's like ten, mm. and he's not saying I want to be a musician? He's saying, Dad, I want to be famous. Like, I'm how do I, no way. can I be famous? No way in hell. I'm going to say no way in hell. Yeah. Fame is no, the real, it's I'm not the music no that you're it's worried not about. The, it's not fame. Yeah. It's not what it is. It's not money. It's not fame. You got to remember, I started at seven years old in 1995. And 
I didn't have a wallet until I was 16 years old. I didn't do it for money. I did it because I wanted to do cartwheels, climb up palm trees. I can climb up a straight telephone pole. Um, like, I'm down to see that. I'll show you. I'll climb, I'll climb straight up that pole. Right, <laughs> right, right on. Like a monkey. No, seriously, better than anyone you've ever seen. Watch, I'll show you guys after. Like, but, I, I, but no. But answer, yeah, so that's where the line would be. Like, if you want to get oh, in music, you're like, that's dope. Make music. But if he was like, I want to be famous, I want to well, be a celebrity. He probably like, will want to because he'll see like me and I'm not going to stop. I'm a solo artist and I'm going to continue to evolve. And that's kind of where I'm going now with my, my music is more of like a Sting Peter Gabriel type of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a hybrid of that. Cool. And, um, you know, just uh, real stories, real things relative <laughs> in my life. But if he comes up to me and says, I want to be famous, I'm going to say, no, Do you, what's fame mean? This is what, I'm going to ask him, what's, what's famous mean? And I want to hear his answer. They're hooking up with a lot of chicks and then and if, making money. But but he's not gonna be raised that way. He's not gonna be on an iPad. He's not gonna have baby shark drilled into his head for two years. That's yeah. good. Um you know? So so I, I, I'm appalled by that. With that baby shark, the 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 parents that like literally turn it on. What's for baby their kid. shark? Baby shark do 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 Oh yeah. So parents literally play it to shut their kids up. All kinds of different things, and I'm appalled by it. It's so funny when parents are like, "Oh, all the kids shows." Like, I hate the kids shows, but the kids love them. Like, if you never show them that, they'll never <laughs> want it. You know, like show them like Seinfeld or whatever you want to watch, and they'll be like, "Oh, this is what a TV is." I think, I think, I think my kid is going to be hopefully into all like the Marvel stuff because I'm a huge fan of Marvel and nice. like Chris Hemsworth, but not like Paw Patrol. Like, I would just I, never show I'm my kid Paw Patrol. I'm a big fan of Robert Downey Jr. because him and I both went to McCollum Hall at Betty Ford Center. Oh, cool, yeah. Nice. Yeah, he's a huge um, super guy. Do you guys get any touring and stuff like uh, coming up? Yeah, we're working on the touring right now. Right now, it's important and imperative for me to be there for the first couple of years, you know, for my son's life. So I'll yeah. start up. I'll start up again maybe in a year, you know. I'm releasing the project, so... And then I'm releasing the album on my mom's birthday, March 9th. So... You know, to commemorate, thank thank her for giving up her dreams to give me and Nick ours. And that's something that, another reason why I have a problem with my brother is because he he doesn't give her, like, even though she suffers from alcoholism, I put her in rehab uh, two years ago. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> took her to the doctors who helped me. And then that's when I came out for the first time about, Actually, being, I said on the doctors, I lied to all the world, and I want to tell the truth. I went to rehab for huffing duster cans. Good man. Um, so uh, we got the, the the touring's just kind of on the back burner. Yeah, it we're, is. We're working on. the I'm book. doing like w- one-off shows. Working on the book, uh, you know. I'll wait. I, you know, I, I can't, I'm a very patient person, so I wait for the right energy to approach me. I'm no. I'm in no rush. Mm-hmm. You know. So. Uh, I'm definitely going to take your advice now, by the way. So I'll give you a shout out on the back of the book. <laughs> because, Call me, yeah. No, no, for real. Because yeah. I think that's a brilliant idea is to have the editor, you know, yeah, work yeah. out the book first and then write it out. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't write, that's don't brilliant. hand, no that's hand brilliant. writing until you've got a dope no, book. No, no, no. <laughs> I love, that's, that's brilliant. But, yeah. but it's also brilliant to come up with a book like that because then it makes it more art. Mm-hmm. It makes yeah, it more of an art cool. piece because you guys have to see the person's writing like a declaration of independence, right? right. Or and you can like doodle in the sides or whatever. It'll be like kind of yeah, exactly. Or there think. could be hidden little uh, in, in you uh, like little cryptic messages in there, oh. you know, right? Little things. The declaration you know? of Aaron uh, Carter. So, so what other stuff? We got the clothing line. Is that is that out and available? Oh yeah, the clothing line is on AaronCarter.com. I Aaron actually, Carter.com. I also have a. Uh, 
a clothing line called Baby Love, which is for babies. Okay, and, jumper and that's at AaronCarter.com. Yeah, that's at AaronCarter.com, too. What, what other stuff are we promoting? Um, you know, I have OnlyFans, too. Wow! And I, okay. do about, I do about 50 or 60K a month. 50 or 60K Damn. a what month you, What do you do on there? Uh, I do a little bit of everything. I am... I'm the way I'm talking to you is no different than how I would be on an X-rated site. So, so you show your dick on there? Oh yeah, flipping around. We, 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 you got a pretty big dick. Yeah, it's pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. You know. uh, I guess the OnlyFans is a big revenue stream. <laughs> we got music. Are you being for real? <laughs> no, I just. Uh, no, I think no. it's like, you really have OnlyFans. Absolutely. Oh, okay. But yeah. Do you whip your dick it, out on it, there? It, it, I, I cleared five hundred thirty-five thousand dollars last year. From o- OF. <laughs> yeah. So From I. OF. Um, yeah, I have OnlyFans, and uh, it does great, and it's crazy because my fiance. This camera just overheated. Okay, we got that one. Yeah, you're so on. basically my fiance was on OnlyFans when I met her, and I said, and she, I said, you know, I'll, I'll do OnlyFans instead, and she was like, well, if you can make five thousand dollars in a month, then I'll quit. I made seventy thousand dollars in three days. <laughs> nice. And then dude. I was like, well, guess you got to get off of it. And, and, you know, it's, you know, so I have that, I have the clothing line, you know, I have, uh, I'm into classic cars. So, uh, we saw a lot of cars in the driveway. I I have my, uh, I have my, uh, my duster on the way right now. My Plymouth duster on the way. Mm. I have, uh, uh, also a 69 RS SS Camaro with the aluminum small block in it on the way. So, and then a Cadillac, I got a. You're super active on Instagram too. Yeah, oh yeah, super active. Uh, yeah, okay. man, you know, I live, I do lives all the time, almost like a reality show for people. Okay, like, I make it very like involved and I involve and the, and I think that's where a lot of the extra 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 haters come from. And you know, I don't give as much attention as I to them as it seems like I'm saying, but it pisses me off, bro. Like like right. it really it, because then I think to myself, what if there's somebody that is a professional and a producer or something that's watching this and they see this stuff, then are they going to believe it? Yeah, I don't know, man. Exactly. We don't know. We never know. We never know. If if you get a, if you get a comment from a, a smear campaign person that says, oh, he's a pedophile or something, right? Which is like one of the number one things they like to do to people to ruin them, claim that they're a pedophile. Oh, he's a pedophile. And then you get, and then someone sees like, 200 likes on that post mm. right oh, automatically they're going to believe it but then you, if you go if you click on the likes you'll see that their bot accounts cows m- right. mice and you know zero posts no followers mm-hmm. <laughs> all they follow is me <laughs> right one followers just me they pay attention um, to my every move and it's scary is, sure. is, there, is there anything else that uh that we want to plug you know um I, I just, I mean, of course, the song. I, honestly, I would love to. I, I, obviously, everyone knows, but you know, I, I just want to plug that. Um, it's an honor being here with you. Um, uh, dude, I appreciate that, and man. That I'm very excited for Jackass Four. Dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow you again on Twitter. You know, I wish. I got, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I will too. And, 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 and IG, and, yeah, and IG, yeah, dude. And we'll swap numbers. Uh, but I, you know, I would, I would love to, um, you know. If there's ever anything going on and you guys are doing some goofy stuff, man, yeah, we're gonna just come hit back and film with you, dude. But just, oh, we just gotta hit me do at the call, too, man. I'm down to do anything. I'm a daredevil. I love doing Aaron, this stuff. Aaron Carter, it's just like that. A A R O N yeah. Carter on IG. Yeah, I just hit the follow on there. There you go. 
And uh, I'm going to do the same on Twitter. All right, dude. Well, fucking say what's up to Dr. Drew for me. Yeah, I will. And, I will, uh, yeah, because I, I, I know he uh, helped you out a lot, right? Yeah, dude, big time. I yeah. love Dr. Drew. And, uh, and yeah, let's get together and do some tattoos that aren't on your face. Yeah. And if you guys <laughs> ever got, like, if you ever do a Jackass 5, please bring me in I would, right. I would love to be in that, that's not my call but uh, that's okay well, I'll, 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 bring, I'll, bring some, I'll bring some good ratings don't worry <laughs> for sure hell, hell yeah, yeah. Thank thanks you, dude brother. this was awesome yeah dude what did you think of Aaron Carter dude he's the most likable guest I think we've had and I kind of want to hang out with him um he's definitely friendly he's, he's easy to get along with he uh I think he's also polarizing but what I'm really glad about is that unlike a lot of interviews that we heard about, that we saw, where people just, like, went after him, tried, like, we didn't really, you know, yeah, we, we, we tried to keep him honest. We, we what, what you did know. We, say? we weren't dicks, but we weren't pussies. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Paul yeah. said we, we weren't dicks on the episode, and we weren't pussies either. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so, here, dude, you know, I don't want to, like, burn up a lot of time, you know, but, of course, we'll be in the chat. I don't know that that um, episode, I, I thought that I was a little bit all over the place. I, I, I don't know if it was my best job as a, a podcaster. I'll be sensitive to that in the live chat, but not nearly as sensitive as I am to the news that came from the gorgeous Paul Brisky. Do you want Well, uh, come February... I'm going to be moving on. Oh, Is that what you're telling That's what you want me to say, right? You're acting surprised. Dad, yeah, I'm surprised that you make it sound so finished and official. I know, I, I, did. I, I thought it was a possibility. Okay, uh, come February, there's a strong possibility <laughs> that I'll be um, moving on to a new chapter of my life, maybe moving to Tucson. Who knows? But I love you guys. Love Steve-O. Love the wild ride. AC for life. No! <laughs>